We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, all right, all right. Notre Dame fans, welcome back to another edition, edition number three of the Irish Breakdown podcast today. Had a recruiting show earlier today with some big news. You guys had a show tonight, Vince. I know you talked a little bit of recruiting, a little bit about Coach Freeman's press conference today, and we are going to have our upon further review. We're going to put the finishing touches on the Notre Dame win over Navy. And then that's talk it. a little bit about the offense. Yes, yes. <laughs> no more Navy and then, you know, we're not gonna have we're not gonna have any graphics tonight, Vince, because it's really not kind of stuff that we could show because a lot of it's like you'd have to watch it live. Yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna talk about it because there was definitely a, a lot to discuss, Vince. And you know, it's uh just we're gonna focus on the offense tonight. And it was I felt like this game was a we saw a microcosm of this team in one game when which is when they're when they're on, they're pretty good, and when they're not. They're not, and there's not a team in college football that's a, a greater, you know, Mountain Valley uh, team than Notre Dame. But Crazy. the reality is, is, is you know, I argued this uh, Sunday after the game, and, and there's definitely some people who didn't agree with me. And the one thing I'll say is this was progress, though, big picture. Yes. The reason I say that is, is progress isn't always pretty. Progress isn't always big. Progress isn't always, like, giant leaps and progress doesn't always come with positivity progress is are you doing things differently now and are you growing and developing and the thing i would take away from this game is if they would have played this game the way they played against stanford and marshall they'd have lost Mm -hmm. they didn't they made the plays they needed to make we did see a good half from the offense and it was a step forward it was a baby step but it was a step forward and that's the biggest takeaway and notre dame is seven and three and the playoff rankings tomorrow are still going to matter for us, and we're still going to have something to discuss. Oh, for sure. and, yeah, you know, again, is you get to this journey of Notre Dame getting to where they need to get to. It was, it was, it was a progress. It was a baby steps, but it was yeah. progress. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let me ask you a question. And this yeah. is kind of a macro, big picture type question, okay? Mm-hmm. Would you feel better or worse if the game was flipped? So, like, they came out flat. Oh, yeah. And then they came back in the second half and just dominated. Um, would no, you feel better about actually. that? Because, no. Because I, and I was going to – okay, yeah, I agree with you. But My, I hear your I'll tell you this, Vince. If you'd have asked me that on Sat Sunday, I would have said yes. But as I've thought about it, I'll say no. And here's why. The concern we've had is this team doesn't – they don't they play to the level of their competition, right? And you, and you ask yourself, are they going to come out in this game and are they going to play with the emotion they need to? Are they going to come out with the focus they need to? Right. And I thought they came out they played hard. I thought yes. they were hitting people. I thought, I thought all those kind of things. I think what we saw was is a team that just – once they got up big, they didn't – respond to that adverse that 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 success really well and I would have probably felt a little bit different because if it was the reverse I'd say you came out sloppy you played like trash and in the second half you just out talented them right I actually felt like this team came out in a way where you felt like they put in the work during the week of practice they they focused on the things they needed to they came out with the right mentality and they buried Navy early and all three phases contributed. Now, the defensive game plan was not great. I, don't, I didn't love it. We're not going to spend any time on that because I just it doesn't matter because they're not going to play the triple option again. Right. And as I joked with Sean Styers earlier, I said, that's like the fifth time I've said that, and that means they're going to get Air Force in a bowl game. But uh, unless that happens, <laughs> All right. it's, just, it's just, you know, this defense deserves the benefit of the doubt for how it's sure. played against every non-triple option yes. offense that faced this year. Not having JD Bertrand was huge in this in this and Brandon Joseph. game and Brandon Joseph. and Brandon Joseph. Yes, yes. I agree with that. Yes. And that's that can't be taken like against any other team. Is that a loss? Yes, but I think it's even bigger in this particular game with the way you know the way you have to be against Navy. Right, you you have to be coming downhill. You have to read your keys. You have to be disciplined. You know all of that. So. That's why we're not talking about the defense. I mean, that's why we're not. And I agree with you. That's why I wanted to pose that question to you because it was a situation for me where they answered the question for me, would they come, would this, 
team would this uh, would this coaching staff have this team ready to play against an inferior opponent at you know in, in this situation and i thought as i'm watching the whole first half i get to halftime i'm thinking yeah they answered that question like that was a question we were asking all week long how are they going to respond coming off of a big win over clemson right they responded second half was a different conversation but they responded at the beginning of the game and i think that that is key so if you're giving me the option whether I want the stronger first half or the stronger second half, I'm taking the stronger first half because I think that says more about the preparation and the readiness for this team to play this game, for sure. No question about that. The other thing, too, Vince, is it does show, too, that this this staff has some adjustments it needs to make as well yeah. in its inability at times yeah. to adjust. Absolutely. Uh, that's that's problematic. I mean, look, the reality is, is Notre Dame offensively has not been a great team this year in the first quarter or the third quarter. Well, that's, that's kind of problematic. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of a <laughs> right. big deal. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, that that's something that they've got to they've got to figure out. You know, that's it's, you know, second, second and fourth. I mean, I'm looking at the points now. Notre Dame this year has scored 57 points in the first quarter keeping in mind that 23 of those came against UNLV and they have scored 38 points in the third quarter. They have given up 109 or they've scored 109 in the second quarter and 93 in the fourth quarter. And so coming out of the gate, they're just not good on each side of the ball. Now offensively, they were much better against Navy and that. So if you look at it, they scored 23 in the first quarter against uh, UNLV and then another 14 in the first quarter against Navy. Well, they scored in the only two possessions they had in the first quarter. Right. You know, and and, and so offensively, it was a good step forward. They did what they needed to do against a not very good defense, scored 35 points in the first half. And then the second half, you did did nothing. So the second half adjustments were bad. But I don't think it was – actually, I said the second half adjustments weren't great. They weren't bad. They weren't great. They were just kind of okay. It was an execution problem in the second half, and we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah. And and we've been hammering Tom Reese all year, but I've always said I'm going to be fair. And I'm not going to hammer them, just to hammer them. And so we'll, we'll talk about some of the things I liked and didn't like in the second half. But it was really a lot of it was execution, Vince. But I think defensively it was was really where I was the, the bigger concern about the halftime adjustments. But that's something that's going to have to get fixed. This team has just not been great coming out of the gate in the third quarter, really all season. And, you know, defensively, the most points Notre Dame has given up in this this season is the is they've given up more points. They've given up 83 points in the first half. They've given up 140 points in the second half. Now, part of that's fourth quarter, 80-some points, you know, gave us some garbage touchdowns to UNLV, some garbage touchdowns to North Carolina. But those, th- but still, uh, 87 points. You, you've given up 140 points in the second half, and you've given up 83 in the first half. That's a problem. It's like the offense and the defense have opposite problems. The offense yeah, comes out yeah. of the gate slow and gets better. The defense starts well and then fades in the second half. Those are things you have to look at and figure out why, what, what's going on. And so – Offensively, Vince, I, I think the biggest thing from this game to take away is the run game was was a problem <clears throat> in the game, and it wasn't just Navy's numbers. And that's what I was expecting to see when we broke down the game was that it was yeah, just going to be Navy's too. numbers. There were some things Navy's, Navy's defense did that created problems. They did a lot of line games, a lot of movement up front that the offensive line had a hard time with. That they haven't seen. And- yeah. So but that's not an excuse. Some, yeah. I want to be clear. There was some that. overload stuff. Yes. There was some overload stuff that one of the things I think hurt the offense, especially in the second half, is 
they ran a lot more RPOs than we've seen them run. And there was six or seven times the quarterbacks just got to pull the ball and throw it. There was at least once where the running back took the ball away from Drew Pine where he was going to pull and throw it. Uh, Logan Diggs, I think it was. He was going to pull and throw to a wide open inside stop route. It looked like because Drew's like going like this and then like does a double take looking at the running back. It, it looked obvious yeah. like. Yep, that's an obvious dude, one. Because and then Logan like took the ball from him as opposed to like they were getting real grabby. I think it might have happened one time with Audric Estime too, and that's kind of what happens. You don't run RPOs a lot, they, you know, so they're gonna have to rep the heck out of that. Practice that. The running backs have got to say you can't really let, launch, launch, latch onto that thing until I mean Logan took it out of his hands before the ball got put in his chest, and Drew was like looked like he wanted to pull it back. Drew's also got to have better ball mechanics and and take that sucker out, you know, because yeah. he didn't really have the mechanics that would make Logan Diggs think that he was pulling it out. Same with Audric. So those are just things you have to work on. But there were several times where, you know, you've got nine, eight guys in the box, a free safety and two off corners. All you got to do is pull. But the thing is, is like, you're not even pulling. You're doing a quick flash and just throwing it. Or you're it's just stepping and throwing mesh. it. It's not like, a there long. Times, it's not a me- or a mesh at all. Yeah, I remember right. some of the RPOs Ian Book did against Navy in 2018, Vince. He was just catching it and throwing it out there on five-yard outs. And that stuff was there. Yeah, and so Ian's got or uh, Ian Drew's got to see that better, and he's got to hit those because you hit four or five of those, and all of a sudden Navy's like, okay, we can't keep bringing what, the house. We got to right, yeah. right. So what are we gonna do? I didn't think the O line played well, and you know it was it it was it was just a guy here. It was kind of like it wasn't as bad as early in the season. It was just because of the stuff Navy was doing, the offensive line wasn't sharp. That's not an excuse or justification. It's an explanation. Yeah. They didn't handle the line stunts, and they were doing some unique stuff that I hadn't really seen from Navy, and maybe that's just because I didn't watch every single game, but they were doing some line games that I hadn't seen really before, Vince, like taking the end and like slanting him all the way into the A-gap weak side and then slanting two guys this way. It was like, okay, that was kind of weird. Notre Dame didn't yeah. pick it up well. And there was just like one – it was Blake Fisher on one play, Jared Patterson the next, and Zeke Carroll the next, and Jolt the next, and Josh Lug the next. It was like just kind of one guy. And another issue with the run game is that the tight ends, especially Mitchell Evans, had a really rough game blocking. There was three or four times where you've got a chance to get a little five, four or five-yard gain, and the Mitchell Evans just got beat across his face, and it's impacting the running back behind the line of scrimmage. So yeah. biggest problem from the run game beyond anything else, Vince, was just it was just a sloppy game, right? It's not a justification, right. but it's just kind of like, okay, we've seen these guys play well for five, six games in a row. They had an off game. And – now, that doesn't take away from the schematic things that we discussed on Saturday night, but I don't feel the need to rehash that. Everybody knows how we feel. There has to be more diversity in the run game. You've got to do some things to, yes. to hurt the defense. Not And diversity from a schematic standpoint, you just can't keep running duo every single freaking play. Uh, we didn't see the diversity we saw against um, Navy or Clemson last week. So, Clemson. I mean, that's, that's a thing, yeah. but we've already talked about that a lot. But it just was a sloppy performance, and it was really that way from beginning to end. So that's a part of it too, uh, Vince. I, I felt, and then I didn't think the running backs were sharp. They weren't as aggressive. That you know, Audric was they a little bit out of control at times. I, yeah, Logan wasn't, and yeah. then Audric was a, got back to kind of. Rever- and this happens with sophomores. I mean, young guys, you're going to revert back to bad habits. Sometimes you're not always going to be fundamentally sound. Like Logan wasn't running as decisive. I don't say as hard. Uh, tell me if you agree with this word a little bit more, Vince. I thought that the line games were messing with Logan's eyes and he was he wasn't running decisively. Cause I think me saying he wasn't running hard makes it seem like he was like, I don't want to well, be he here. I wasn't just, giving the effort. Yeah. Yeah. I just think he sure. wasn't 
like, you know, you're seeing guys go this way and that way. And it's like, well, hold on a second. How am I supposed to hit that? He looked like he was uncertain more so than he didn't run hard. And that's, that's was, and then Audrick, I just thought was kind of, he was uncertain. So what he did just freaking put his head down and just bull. Yeah. You know, which is why he had a couple more good runs because he just bowled through the <laughs> kind of ran, ran through some guys over. But, right. Yeah. But he wasn't sharp either. Uh, I thought yeah, that was right. that was an issue as well. On top, I mean, yeah. so it was a, you know, didn't love the run game dynamics as far as play calling. Offensive line was sloppy. Tight end blocking, especially from 88, was really bad. And the backs weren't sharp. And, and, and then the quarterback didn't help with the RPO stuff. It sure. was a, and the like, and the backs weren't sharp in pass it. protection either. I mean, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah. that here in a second. <laughs> okay. But yeah, run run, right. run game wise, that was okay. sorry. That was yeah. no, it's it's all good, man. Yeah, it's, no, like, it's I, just we're talking run me. game. You're right. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't a good day? So yeah. it was just one of those things, Vince. There was nothing glaring. We're like, wow, they got their butts kicked, or they weren't right. coming off the line hard. It was just. It was just a sloppy performance, and and Navy did some really nice stuff schematically in the offensive line and the offensive coordinator and the offensive line coach didn't really react to it well and pick it up real well and 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 uh, but what they did in the first half was you kept hammering them inside, keeping them into the loaded boxes, and then what did it do? It opened up some big plays down the field, and that's why you're able to rip them up in the pass game. So I mean, look, if you're going to overcommit to the run game, then you need to be able to rip them up with the yeah. pass game, and they did that. Yes, and um, that was that was the thing in the first half. Is there was just you were had you had one on ones all game, the first yeah. half, and 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 you know as we transitioned to the past game, um, Notre Dame was winning those. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean they, they were they, winning. They those. did great. Like, it does. No, they it, were. It, it is. It is easy for me to see the way some things were called, thinking that the Notre Dame wide receivers were winning down the field on a consistent basis. They they had to they were. because that they explains were. a lot to me with the way yeah. the game was called, if that makes sense. And what Vince is referring to here, Vince is going off the TV copy. I'm looking right. off the all 22. Right. <clears throat> so, yes, there there was Vince. And there was stuff there that, that he couldn't get to a couple times because the protection wasn't there. Sure. It was, a, it was a really well-called game in the first half, especially well-designed game the first half. Yeah. Because you call the game you design. So they go together, but more specifically, I like the play design. They had a very clear third down package. They had stuff to attack the pressures. Third, first drive, third and eight. What do you do? They bring a zero pressure on third and eight. You hit the check down to – not the check down, but the angle route to Audrick behind and it, and you beat it. Keeps on going. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, there's the third down and 12, third down and 10. They you know they they know they're going to get zoned. They bring Deion Colsey on. I mean, that's where Drew was going the entire time on both throws. Those backside in cuts to Deion Colsey. And then, you know, I thought in the first half, I thought in the first half, Ryan or Ryan, Vince. We uh, four hour show with Ryan. So I know, right? The first <laughs> the first half, I thought Drew. So the first half before Navy adjusted, the first read was open a lot. Mm-hmm. I think that helped Drew. But yes. he also showed good anticipation at times. Like I the agree. best throw he's made all year was the the touchdown pass to Jaden Thomas. And the reason I say that is is because he actually threw that ball before Jaden had got to the safety. So he threw it over top and then let Jaden run to it. He's never done that before and hasn't done it since. He always waits till like the guy's cleared, oh, he's open now and then throws it. On that play, he knew I'm going to Jaden. I got a one-on-one. He read the backside safety, saw that that guy was went over to cover the corner route to, to uh, Mitchell Evans, and he came right back to the seam, and he just threw it. He hit his mm-hmm. drop. 
He saw it, came back, and threw it. And you're like, dude, if you yeah. would do that more often, you'd be really good. Yes. He was playing and with confidence in the past. Yeah. Game. But anticipation, like some Anticipate, of the stuff yeah. was like, some so of the like stuff in the first half. Me, yeah. You know, yeah. Agree. Some of the stuff in the first half, Vince, was this is going to sound really disrespectful, and I don't mean it to be. It was more scheme related than necessarily Drew playing great. And what I mean by that, it wasn't Drew going to his third read and it was schemed up really well and Drew got the ball where it needed to go to. So it's not an insult on Drew. So be clear because he still had to read it and throw it and get it out. It just meant that they had a really good game plan for what Navy was going to do. They were able to isolate different guys at different times and they were able to get Braden Lindsay going early. A couple of those that were RPOs. They were able to get Jaden Thomas going. You had the Deion Colsey on the third downs. Like they mixed up their, what they were doing. And I thought Drew read the looks and got the ball out where it needed right. to go. Right. And the scheme was good. Second half, those guys were still there. They were still open, but they did a couple different adjustments, brought overload pressures from a side. Drew didn't handle that really well. You know, I, you know, Coach Freeman had said in the press conference today, you know, we didn't set the protection the right way a few times. So I paid attention to that. It was very clear that they didn't set the protection. I mean, there was a couple of times it was like three guys came off of the side and like nobody got blocked because right. you didn't set the protection correctly. Right. You were over here and everybody was coming yes. over here. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, so there was a lot of stuff like that. And then the other thing, too, is it was, again, it was an execution thing. They would run twists. The, the guards wouldn't pick up. The backs who were great in pass pro last week, were bad. At least yes. the sophomores were bad. I thought Chris Tyree was fine in pass pro, but Diggs and I estimate both were not good in pass pro. It was a bad game for him in pass pro. Yeah, it was. And that resulted twice where Drew wanted to go with the ball somewhere, and he and he, he didn't. So those were a couple things, and before we just kind of get into some of the issues that Drew had that were issues. And then, of course, the more they started bringing zero pressure, and they didn't do it every single snap, there needed to be a couple things that Coach Reese went to. So a couple times he went, you know, 12 or 13 personnel. Max tried to max pro and run it downfield, and they they were on it because, you know, the, the play action was kind of a giveaway. What I would have rather seen him do was either spread it out and or out of that look, you know, do like a, you know, do a stretch play bootleg throwback to, you know, to, to Chris Tyree or something or just, you know, spread it out, maybe go trips to a side, have a tight end on the weak side and, and go back to that wheel route that worked for you for a touchdown to Tyree in the first half or, you know, go back to the angle throw. But, you know, so I, I do think there's some things that this, the coach could have done differently. But overall, Vince, there's a lot of stuff open in the second half. Yes. And right. and it wasn't just Drew. It was a, a back missing a play here. It was a guard not picking a guy up here. It was it was a tackle giving up too much ground here. And then then you add the mistakes that Drew made, and it was just that perfect storm of badness that led to them having one of the worst halves of execution I've seen in a long time. I, thank you for using that word because I was about to use it. And this is the first time all season where I felt like the explanation of we didn't execute what we needed to execute was absolutely spot on. Right. It wasn't, it's not just an excuse. It's not a word salad in a press conference. It was, that was accurate. Or us saying, why are you calling those plays and asking right. them to execute it? It's not that either. Right. Cause it was right. stuff that was working. Correct. We've seen him hit all that. It was there wasn't a thing they tried problem. in the second half, Vince, and we didn't either see him hit in the first half or in a previous game. Right. Exactly. Now it was an execution issue. And it was, and it, this is football, ladies and gentlemen. And a focus if one, issue. If, if one person doesn't execute, 
you're in trouble most of the time. Especially Sometimes when they're blitzing can, like that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like because if they're rushing four, Vince, and yeah, if they're rushing four and your guard whiffs, the, the tackle can help, back can help. Exactly. But when they're bringing overloads and, and, and one guy misses, and all of a sudden you got two guys coming free or three guys coming free. Right. Right. And, and so it was. You can do at yeah, that point. <laughs> yeah. And then there was times where they brought two corner fires, and I'll never understand this to save my life. Whether it's Tommy Reese is the co- head coordinator. Uh, well, it's actually been a bigger issue the last three years, but we've seen it happen in the past. The inability of quarterbacks at Notre Dame to not see corner fires is just blows my mind. It's like, and it almost looks like they're looking at them. Like, I don't they did know how three you three in the second half, and they just no this... concept of what to do with it. The receivers don't know what to do when they when when they do it. The receivers just kind of don't have any clue how to stop it. Um, it just the only way they see it is if they're staring at it at the snap. So like if they're looking at the left and a corner comes off the left, that's the only time they see it. Yeah. So it yeah. was um, it was a lot of different things, Vince. And and then you then you kind of get to to Drew and I just thought that the Drew just was unwilling to let the ball go in the second half. Mm-hmm. And I don't know yeah. what was said to him or not said to him or or what what happened to him mentally. But, like, for example, first play of the second half, they bring a, a blitz right out the middle, and there's pressure right away. But you got Lorenzo Styles coming across. It was either Styles or Lindsey. She had one of those two coming across, and there's Pretty just sure a Styles. There's just a cross. Yeah, right. there's just a. That's what I thought at first. I was like, well, they kind of look alike on the TV copy that they actually showed it from behind, and you could see so left or right. Across. Yeah, you could see him coming across. So, you know, you say, well, there's a guy in his face, but I'm like, it was the same exact kind of pressure he had in the first half when he, with three guys in his face, just threw the ball over the line to get it to estimate for a touchdown. Right. And he was unwilling to do that in the second half for some reason, and I don't know why. And, and so it's like, I can't really fault that as, from a coaching standpoint. They brought more than you can block, which meant somebody was going to be open. Yep. It's your job to get the ball out. Yeah. So first and 10, you dump it off to Lindsey or Styles. Even if that guy pursues and catches him, it's a five to six yard gain. You're now in second, fourth or five instead of second and 16. Right. That right there, bam, you're, 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 you're there. You know, you come out in the you're drive after they, yeah. yes, exactly. Yeah. Then you get into a situation where you know they score to make it thirty-five to twenty-four, and the first play, Tommy, great play call. It's protected relatively well. Guy kind of comes free late, but you got Michael Mayer on a wheel route, and it's open for a 30, 40 yard gain, if not a touchdown. Yeah, he's got to make one guy. He's got to break one right. tackle, and he's gone right. And right. it's just it just should be an easy throw. Like a Division One quarterback should just be able to make that throw. It just it wasn't that hard. And he just sails it. No touch, just sails it. And it's just like there was a lot of stuff like that, Vince, where it's like, you know, second half two is when we really saw him not executing the RPO game real well. There's a lot of opportunities to just pull and throw a six-yard route, and it's easy. And we just didn't see him do that stuff. And, again, some of it was stuff he was doing in the first half. So it's like, you know, we can blame coaching, right, and that's fine. But why was it working in the first half and not the second half? There's got to be something there because it wasn't that – Navy wasn't doing things where they're showing pressures and dropping eight, but they weren't doing it in the first half. They did it in both halves. And uh, it was a little bit puzzling to see that from Drew. I'm not going to lie to you, Vince. Like, it was like, dude, why are you not? So that, the same thing you saw in the first half. Yeah. I mean, we, we were talking about it at halftime. It's like, wow, this is like the best half the Drew's played. You know, he's going through his reads, he's throwing on time. You know, he's, he's doing taking the chances. Things. 
taking chances. That's exactly right. I mean, it was a great half of football for him. And then it was like a different guy came out wearing the number 10 jersey and Mm -hmm. he was afraid to take chances and he was afraid to pull the trigger and he didn't handle the pressure well. Like you said, he didn't pick up anything coming off the edge, which there was one time at one of the sacks, he got up, changed the play because he noticed that the blitz was coming. They noticed that there was an overload coming. Either he either changed the player, changed the protection, one of the two, and still took a sack. Yeah. It's like I, I don't know what is you know how the what the processing issue was there. I mean, you you saw it, you you located it, you changed it, and you still took a sack. Like it was right. very frustrating. And I'm sure if it was frustrating for you and I to watch, I can only imagine how frustrating it was for the coaching staff to watch. Right. To be honest. Right. Yeah, you could say, yeah, there's a couple things they could have done differently to help. But I agree. You know, it, it, at some point in time, you've got to say to guys, you got to pick that blitz up. Hey, fellas, you got to be able to see that and throw off that. Hey, backs, you've got to be able to do this well. You, right. I mean, stuff that we've been doing. It, it, again, it's not like they're asking them to do things against Navy that they've never asked them to do before. And we've never, we've seen them fail time and time again. It was stuff that we've seen them do before. Yeah. And so again, I just, I don't, I don't want to, this seems lazy Vince. And, and, and I, you know, we've spent a lot of time talking about the specifics, right. And it's all correctable stuff, but, but I don't mean this, like, I don't care, but what I'm, what I am going to say is it just, it doesn't concern me because it is stuff that we've seen them do well. And the reality is, is sometimes teams just don't have good games, especially when you're talking about a team that's coming off of the kind of emotional game that they had and the big one they had. And, you know, I actually was pleased how they came out. Sure. They played hard and did all that kind of stuff. They just didn't, they didn't, they didn't maintain their focus for 60 minutes is really what it boils down to. And we wanted to give some specific examples and not just say that. And then, all right, everybody have a great night. See y'all later you know, give some specific examples, but it really did kind of come down to where they just weren't as locked in in the second half as yeah. they were the first half. And, and and you saw flashes of that in the first half events. There was a couple of plays where it's like, ah, oh, dude, you got to make that. But Drew was able to get the ball off or, you know, somebody stepped up and made a play or whatever, and, and you were able to kind of overcome it. But in the second half, it just shows kind of like the, that line that can be had between playing really well and not playing well can be yeah, can be just one little thing here, one little thing there, and that's that's what this unit's got to get a lot better at. And it's again, just that level of consistency from from a macro standpoint, right? This is an opportunity because you did win the game. I mean, if we're talking about you know the the baby steps of getting better, you did win this game, right? And that's an important thing because earlier in the season they don't win this game. They they mm-hmm. just don't. They don't win and that, this game. Yes, that was the point that I was making earlier. Yes. Is it's it's not and, to justify the bad right. game or I agree with you. It's not. And this is an opportunity though, because the line saw things that they had not seen all year as a group of five. They had not they did not see some of the right. stunts and the movements and the things that Navy did. Well, any good coach is gonna watch the film and they're gonna see, okay, this is what Navy did, this is what we're gonna do. You know what I mean? They're gonna emulate some of what Navy did to try to affect what the Notre Dame offensive line struggled with at times, right? Well, this is an opportunity for the Notre Dame offensive line and Harry Heastan and that whole room to use this as an opportunity to get better. Right. That way, the next time this happens, which, by the way, will probably be on Saturday against Boston College because Boston College is not a great football team and they're going to throw the kitchen sink at Notre Dame to try to affect what they want to do offensively, right? And so... You're going to see 
I'm not saying you're going to see the exact Navy game plan. That's that's lazy coaching. What I am saying is you're going to see some bits and pieces and some different things and some exotic things. How does the offensive line respond? That's right. going to tell me a lot about where this group is, right. to be honest with you. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And they will. I mean, again, that's a unit that I don't have a problem with. And again, I don't want this to come across, Vince, as if we're making excuses. Because we're not, because it, it, it wasn't acceptable. The point is simply to point out that every 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 failure, so to speak, it comes in varying degrees. And Saturday was not a good performance, but it came in varying degrees. And if you look at the context of it, you can say not a good performance in in, in certain ways. But you also need to be willing to say, but they clearly are better better off now than they were a month ago because a month ago they lost this kind of game Absolutely. to a team that didn't play as hard and wasn't coached as yes. well as what Navy was in Stanford. You know, losing to Marshall, things like that. So, I mean, they're they're clearly making progress. You're seeing guys step up and make plays, and this team showed that they're capable of it. They just got to be able to put it together for 60 minutes, and and that's one of those things that this team is still learning to do. This team yes. has still – I mean, they've only played one 60-minute game all year, really. Agreed. And that was against Clemson the week before. I mean, right. that was a heck of a performance. Yes. From start to finish. Right. This is still a team that's maturing. Now it's not an inex- it's not an experience thing because some of the guys that are not maturing are veterans, you yeah. know, DJ Brown and you know stuff like that, which we talked about. But it's all part of the growing process, you know. And and now they're going to have to clean that stuff up. And it's a lot better to clean that stuff up, Vince, after a win than it is a loss. And that's that's Bingo. the part where I say like it's not okay. I'm not. There's nothing acceptable about that. Correct. And no coach is going to say, hey, guys, we won. It's all good. Because that's not process-driven. That's result-driven. Right. And that's not what my point is saying right, right. now. I and mean. that's not what we're saying. We're saying right. is, you know, it's like the whole a win is a win thing. It's not what we're saying. What we're saying is, however, is you can see the difference between how this team stepped up and did what it needed to do and how previous teams did not in similar situations. That's the difference. That's the growth. Now, you also can say, but you can't do that against a USC or you're going to get beat. That's true. It's true. And that's why this stuff has to get cleaned up. And and hopefully they'll be able to clean it up soon, Vince. Vince, we are going to have like just a little mini mailbag because we're going to go a little short today on some of that. So if you guys have questions, you want to get them in now, go ahead and get them in now. And uh, we'll try to get to them after we finish wrapping up this breakdown. Uh, Vince, but I, I think overall, Vince, I, I do think one thing that this game showed too, as you watch the second half, is this is this is still a team that sometimes it seems like there's just there's just a level of in-game leadership lacking at times 
on really both sides of the ball. And I think that right there is the biggest area where not having J.D. Bertrand and Brandon Joseph was absolutely was, was out. Because out. I think that more than anything hurt the defense because I didn't like the game plan, but the game plan wasn't the only problem for that. They're just as, – as Navy started having success, you could just start seeing the players visibly getting frustrated. And there wasn't that veteran that could say, hey, guys, calm down. We're fine. Because you had a red, you had a true freshman middle linebacker, a true yep. sophomore will linebacker, and then you had a senior at will linebacker who was a big part of the problem, getting penalties and missed assignments and stuff like that. And, and then Jack Jack Kaiser get, goes down, and he'd been your best player there for a while. And you know, you just don't on this team, you just don't have enough veterans that can step up and say, "Hey guys, we're fine. Just calm down." You started to see that a little bit late. They had a couple stops late, and then they give up that last touchdown drive. And so, Vince, for me, I still feel like it shows this. This this was this was a a corner turning game, but it was just like like right there. That's it. That's the only part of the corner you've turned is like that little part right there where you had a chance to like really yeah turn that thing. So uh, that's just part of that thing where you have to look at as a team and say, okay, guys, we got to get better here. Absolutely, have to get no, better. I agree. Here. I agree. There's a lot of intangible yeah. type things that yeah. this team doesn't have yet. And I think that there's a lot of potential leadership in the younger classes, to be honest with you, which I think we're going to see maybe towards the end of even this season and then moving into the off season and into next year, et cetera. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun to watch, but that you can't rely on your younger guys in games like this. You need the older right. guys to step up and be that vocal yeah. leader. Can't you can't? It's it's hard to rely on that many young guys against a team like Navy. Right, absolutely. That's the problem, and yep. and that's they where they could have helped. Look, these guys may have seen triple option in high school, right? Because there's a lot of high schools out there that run triple. Nobody runs it like Navy. I mean, and it's, you know, it's... Marist has never played against. I just thought about this. Marist Lufau has never played against triple option. Really? Because he redshirted in 2019 oh, on college. Yeah, gotcha. and yeah, they right. didn't play. They didn't play Navy in 2020 no, when he didn't. played. And then he didn't play last year. So, yeah, you had a senior there, but this is a senior who's never actually taken right. a snap in college it's against the same triple experience option. as the right. freshman that we're in. Right. Actually, Prince Colley has played against the option more than Maris Lufau had. I just, it just kind of hit me. Like, yeah, they didn't play Navy in 2020. Because right. part of me just assumes, well, he played a lot in 2020. So I'm sure he played the option then. But then I remember, wait a minute, they didn't play Navy that year because of the COVID stuff. So, you know, I think that kind of played a factor in it as well. But look, that it, it's it's all stuff that's fixable, and it needs to be Absolutely. fixed. And and this team has shown a, a, an ability at times to fix those things, but in other times, Vince, they've allowed the things to snowball from week to yeah. week. And that's going to be the thing we're going to learn about this football team: yep. is okay, can you make those quick adjustments? Do you have the leadership from a player standpoint to say, "Hey, let's let's learn from"? Because it's a it's Vince. You know this as a coach. It is not an easy balance between moving beyond something. And, and moving on from something. Moving on from something to me is how I view it. Is I, I'm just moving on from it, is not really taking lessons from it. Moving beyond something means I've absorbed the lessons. I'm not going to let it bother me, but I'm going to still absorb the lessons and then move forward beyond this, knowing that we're going to become out of this better. Moving on means just whatever. I'm not going to think about it. I'm going to talk about it. I'm just moving on. Right. That's why we said after the game, even though I would not break this game down defensively 
from the standpoint of, okay, this is what you should have done. This is what you should have done. There are things I'm going to take away, dumb penalties, misalignments, stuff like that, where I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to show that stuff because that's something I think that you can learn from Vince. That's sure. not really dependent upon, Oh gee, uh, you didn't play the cut blocks well when nobody else plays you cut blocks. Mm-hmm. I think those are all things that that I would that I would say I'm focused on. So, agreed, absolutely. There's not a whole other, lot you can. Any take. other thoughts? There's, I was just going to compound on that. You, it, schematically, you can't take anything away mm-hmm. from this game if you're a defensive coach. You know, you can take away some effort plays, right? If you you know, th- there's a lot of coaches that. Uh, what do they call them? Loafs. They call them loafs, right? You can mm-hmm. you can show some loafs, right? You can pull those out and you can show those. But from from a execution standpoint and from a schematic standpoint, it just doesn't do you right. any good. You're wasting your time. Right. You're wasting your time because right. you're just not going to see this again right. until next September. Right. Like I'm not losing my mind because Jason Adamiola didn't get his hands down properly to get off a couple of Right. Because right. nobody else is going to cut block you like that. Exactly. But I would I would if like let's just say in this I don't remember this happening. Let's say Jason just kind of came off soft and got driven off the ball. Yeah, that's a problem. That's different. That's, that's what we're loaf. showing. And that's yeah. exactly. And that's the point yeah. you're making, Vince, is yeah. it's one or or I'm showing the plays where it's like, dude, you know you had zero coverage there. Like, what why are you not focused? What let's address the problem of why right. you're not locked in. What what were right. your eyes doing? Where were your eyes? Where was your head? That, Where were your thoughts? That is that's stuff a big I one. At. So, like if I'm if I'm uh Mike Mickens, for example, right? Or if I'm if I'm O'Leary, Coach O'Leary, there's a couple of times where the DBs got beat because their eyes w- weren't where they needed to be, right? And they didn't see the guy that they were on run right past them, and then they had to grab, and they had to do some things that were not good technique things. You can show that because mm-hmm. you can show the lack of technique that you've been taught this whole time, and there was plenty of that that you uh, that you can teach, right? We, we saw that a lot from DJ Brown, right? There was a lot of lack of technique with him. If his eyes are in the right place, he's watching what he's supposed to watch. Then he can trust his technique and do what he needs to do because he's not getting beat. He's not getting his hips turned, you know, et cetera, et cetera. That stuff you can coach, but the other stuff, it's just a waste of your time. Yep. There's a couple comments about the team was too conservative. If you break down that film in the second half, being conservative had nothing to do with it. Right. Like, oh. No, and I knew that on Saturday. Like they, they came off throwing in the second half. Yeah, exactly. And this, I mean, they were coming off throwing in the second half. I mean, right. they were taking shots down the field. They just didn't right. execute. Right. That's really what it boils down to. So, lessons learned from the yep. game, and that's going to be a key. Knowing that you don't have to face this kind of defense again, and sometimes coming out of this game can be the best thing for a team because you're like, oh, thank God, I won't have to face that crap again. You're almost excited to to play a pro style team again or a college style team again when you don't have to face that. So Vince, that's going to do it for the, upon further review portion, we're going to do a mailbag next. So get your questions in everybody. But before we get to that, Vince, you know what people need to do, right? You need to hit that like button. They need to subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell, share this podcast, which we would greatly appreciate. And if you're listening via podcast format, please give us a five-star review. And by the way, I found out that you can ask Alexa to listen to the Irish breakdown podcast, and it's just going to come up. It's fantastic. Nice. I tested it nice. last night for fun. My family was rolling their eyes, but I was yeah. like, hey, Alexa, play the Irish Breakdown podcast. And all of a sudden, I hear me and Brian. That's pretty great. Yep. So, it's pretty cool. You can, all it. different ways to listen Love to it. the podcast, which is awesome. Yeah. I see somebody bringing up this constant thing about the icing the second half, too, thing. That 
that just doesn't hold water for me. The long time that, you know, because they didn't have the ball, you know, halftime and then the long drive. That's really not a lot different than coming out before the game. I mean, you know, you're getting warm-ups in. It, 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 that's just, look, that's not an excuse. It's a reality. It's not really an excuse for me. Right. You know, you still had chances to go out and make plays. But yes. uh, also I'd ask to s- subscribe to the message boards at boards.irishbreakdown.com. And, of course, sign up for the CFB Nation channel C- on, our, on the podcast format and on the YouTube format. And if you are uh, someone who's on YouTube somewhat frequently, we would really greatly appreciate it if you'd watch some of the videos that we put out. We're going to put out more this week. Obviously, we'll have the CFB uh, All-America squad is going to put their videos out. State of recruiting, John Gar- Garcia and I have already started talking about some some things he's going to do and some December plans. So help us get that uh, w- those watch hours up so we can monetize our YouTube channel. And then we'll start putting even more and more and more out. And we'll keep growing this thing big time. Beautiful. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. <laughs> happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com